There are a few men in the scriptures that I really connect with. One of these men is Simon Peter. As men go, he was as masculine as you get. Foolhardy at times, impetuous, and certainly nowhere near perfect. Jesus opened the door for Simon to get the nickname The Rock. And today, I want to know if you can smell what The Rock's been cooking. Oh, we're going to look at Peter and get some great practical advice from this man on how to be transformed in the man God's calling you to be. Welcome to the Reman Initiative. Hey guys, welcome to the show and thank you as always for taking just a few minutes of your day to spend them with me. I want to start off by reading you a passage of scripture out of the Apostle Peter's second letter. This is some powerful scripture, so I'm really praying that God opens up your ears and your heart to hear what the Apostle Peter is going to be saying here. So let's start 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. From Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who, through the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, have been granted a faith just as precious as ours. May grace and peace be lavished on you as you grow in the rich knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. I can pray this because his divine power has bestowed on us everything necessary for life and godliness through the rich knowledge of the one who called us by his own glory and excellence. Through these things, he has bestowed on us his precious and most magnificent promises so that by means of what was promised, you may become partakers of the divine nature after escaping the worldly corruption that is produced by evil desire. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith excellence, to excellence knowledge to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly affection, brotherly affection, to brotherly affection, unselfish love. For if these things are really yours and are continually increasing, they will keep you from becoming ineffective and unproductive in your pursuit of knowing our Lord Jesus Christ more intimately. But concerning the one who lacks such things, he is blind. That's to say he is nearsighted since he's forgotten about the cleansing of his past sins. Last week, we had talked about getting on mission. And I've given you guys a tactical exercise for helping you to do that. This week, I want to take a look at the Apostle Peter, and in particular, this second letter that he writes to the followers of Jesus who were under his care. 
because Peter has got some insight and some practical advice on how to progress in this transformation process. And we need it. If you know a little bit about the story of Jesus, you might remember that Peter, he's not just one of the Lord's followers. He's part of Jesus's inner circle. There's a famous passage in Matthew 16 where Jesus is walking with Peter, James, and John. And he asks him, who do men say that I am? They give a few answers. And then he looks at them and says, yeah, but who do you say I am? And Peter pops up and says, you're the Christ. You're the Messiah, the Son of God. Jesus replies in verse 17 of that chapter by saying this, you are blessed, Simon, son of Jonah, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven. And here, Jesus gives Peter the name Petra, or rock. Upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It was Peter, if you'll remember, that was willing to step out of the boat and walk on the waves with Jesus. Ain't nobody else doing that. It was Peter who saw Jesus transfigured on the mountain and saw Jesus speaking with Moses and Elijah about the days that were coming, namely the crucifixion. James and John were there. They saw it too. But Peter was there. He was also the man who said he would never abandon Jesus, no matter how dangerous it got, and was the one that denied Jesus three times, even to the point of cursing and saying, I do not know him. Jesus plainly tells Peter before the crucifixion that Satan had desired to sift him like wheat. You know what I love about this story is that Jesus did not tell Satan no. Jesus says he gives Satan permission to do that and then tells Peter that he had prayed for him that his faith not fail and that when he was restored, he was to lead and strengthen his brothers. I'll just read that passage to you out of Luke chapter 22, verses 31 through 34. This is Jesus talking. Simon, Simon, pay attention, boy. Satan has demanded to have you, to sift you like wheat. But I've prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. But Peter said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Jesus replied, I tell you, Peter, the rooster will not crow today until you have denied three times. That you even know me. Hmm. I can imagine Peter after the resurrection thinking back on these moments and how that changed him as a man. It was Peter who, after the resurrection, when he was restored by Jesus, was given the command by Christ himself to feed his lambs and shepherd those that would be joined into the family of God. It was Peter who, at the day of Pentecost, found boldness and preached with such power that 3,000 souls 
were saved and added to the church of Christ, and the church was fully launched. This man, this is the man we're going to consult about how we're to step from death into life, how we can be transformed into bold, fearless followers of Jesus. Sometimes when we read the scriptures, we divorce the person from the passage. Holy Spirit never did this. All that made Peter who he was, all that forged him into the leader that he had become, the very constitution of his person in Christ, floods the words of his letters to those he was to feed and shepherd. What made Peter the man he was, his time with Jesus, and his relationship with Holy Spirit makes him the perfect man for us to learn from. My former pastor and a man I still consider to be a mentor in my spiritual life, Craig Grishel, says that God specializes in using the unlikely to accomplish the impossible. Peter, like many of us, was not the obvious choice to be the man that would lead a small band of brothers to change the world with the message of the gospel of Jesus. He wasn't super smart, he was not deeply educated in the scriptures, and he certainly did not evidence an an unimpeachable character. But he was willing to follow Jesus, and he knew who Jesus really was. And boys, that makes a lot of difference. Peter was anything but perfect, and his faults were laid bare for all generations to come and see. I've often thought, how wise is our king to choose a man like this? Have him exposed so that we can see that Jesus knows us, all of our weaknesses and the places we struggle, and he loves us despite our faults and failures. And he did this so that we could know that like Peter, we can be a part of this amazing story. We can lead, we can teach, we can help change the world, and we can trust Jesus to finish the work in us. That he has started. In this second letter of Peter, we get a glimpse of a man that has been transformed and is still being transformed. And we start to learn from him how we too can experience the same sort of transformation. Peter went from a fisherman to a sworn servant of Christ, his life was not his own. He lived only to serve Jesus and that mission that Jesus had given him. The care and the instruction that we're about to receive from Peter, this same care and instruction that he offered to these brothers and sisters in Christ who have gone before us, was not in the service of himself for any agenda that he may have had. No. What we will see as we look through his writings and instructions, that it was given from the heart of a man who was sold out, wholly committed, a slave of Jesus who was bound to him forever because of his deep love for his master. His service was not forced. It wasn't a compulsory act. It was his deep honor, his delight to serve his master by obeying the command that he received directly from his lips. Right from the lips of Jesus, feed my sheep. It's important for you to leave this podcast today and know that Peter is a faithful witness of the truth of Jesus. He isn't some religious nut job with an agenda to get into your pocketbook or manipulate you somehow so that he might enjoy some power over you. Now, this man can be trusted, 
and the instruction he will give us in this letter can be trusted. Peter was a man being reshaped and reformed into the image of Christ, his master who he loved more than life itself. Something later he proved as he was put to death for his faith in Jesus. Michael Green in his commentary on 2 Peter and Jude says this, The Christian must work out the salvation which God works in him. In a word, his life must reflect something of the attractive character of Christ, for he was the man par excellence, the proper man. True human excellence, then, is the manliness which is Christ-likeness. That likeness cannot be acquired except through personal and continuous encounter with Jesus by faith. Peter evidenced this manliness that was Christ's likeness, and it's this manliness that I'm inviting you to explore with me. Next week, we'll start to dive into this letter. In the meantime, Why don't you use this passage out of Peter as your quiet time this week and study it. Allow the Spirit of God to speak to you. I think you'll find it interesting, and I can't wait to hear from some of you guys about how God's used this to really start transforming your lives. Until next week, may the Lord bless and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord show you His favor and give you His peace. God bless, brothers. You've been listening to the Reman Initiative. For more information, check out our website at www.experiencereman.com. There's a contact page there. Why don't you take some time to drop me a note and let me know what you thought of today's show. Or maybe you've got a question you'd like for me to dive into in a future episode. Let me know about that. Hey, if you like what we're doing here, why don't you give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes? It'll help us reach other men with what is intended to be a lifeline and a message of hope. Until next week, have a great day, guys. God bless.